What's up, family? It's your man, GB. It's Wednesday, and you know what time it is, folks. It's time for your favorite show, where we talk about the wonderful world of pro wrestling. It's The Faction, powered by Bonnerfide Radio. And listen, if you haven't been hanging with us, what's wrong with you? You've missed out on a lot of stuff. We'll get you caught up in a second, but first, I got to bring my good brothers with me. First up, my road dog is here. Courtney Beard, what's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. On the road again. That's right, fam. We are on the road again, and your boys are back. You got to love it. I tell you, we have been, I mean, who needs Animal and Hawk? We're the true road warriors. And, I mean, it's just kind of crazy to see what's happening. And he hasn't been with us all year, but he's joining us from an undisclosed location the proverbial parts unknown, Brandon J. Clack. What's up, brother? I am definitely an ultimate warrior town right now. Parts <laughs> unknown. I have no clue where I am. Right now. No. You know, I, I get. Th- I was gonna say that. I guarantee you have no clue where you are. <laughs> you know, I think our followers were getting worried whether or not you were like, had you left? Were you coming back? You know, it was kind of like, what's it? So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to assure you, Brandon is here. He's fine. He just doesn't know where he is right now, but he's perfectly yeah. fine. I haven't talked to you all year, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Courtney's not getting rid of me that easily. I know he's been trying to sabotage me trying to get me to get the boss to let me go and it's just not gonna happen man it's not gonna happen i've been out here spreading all kind of rumors of what happened to you uh you you must have some great faction followers because they ain't been buying it <laughs> very good i love it i love it so it's just been a couple of days courtney since we've talked how's everything been for you brother man everything's well uh i am good i am uh, and right now, I'm just trying to secure things because I got a lot of travel coming up here lately. Yeah. And I'm trying to make sure that everything's taken care of. You know, you can't leave people in the house hungry. Right. Uh, you listen, yeah. you can't leave people in the house hungry. That's all I'm saying. No, this is true. Uh, this is that, true. And, and that's miserable all I'm going to say. And, man, <laughs> you have a lifetime. No problem. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Clack, man, how's everything going for you, brother? Hey, it's good on my end. Uh, Everything is on the up and up, and uh, I am trying to make it back to Memphis as we speak, but I'm good on my end. Sweet. You know, the last time I saw you, you were spinning. (laughs) Yes, he was. (laughs) He was. It just seems like no matter what I post, it just, it never failed. I'm going to get something. <laughs> you were Brandon Clack was doing the stand-up spin rooney He really was. He re- And you he, know, when you're that tall, it like makes it even bigger. So it was just, it, and his arms brother, were out too. So it was like, holy cow. Hey man, what what's your wingspan? Oh, it's probably like six feet 11 inches seven feet wow god almighty you could have been a great wrestler wow he's andre he's got an andre the giant wingspan that's crazy yeah that's crazy andrea the giant that too that too holy cow well listen guys if you have been missing what we've been producing it's been a lot of great stuff our podcast game has been on fire and uh this past monday we brought you a very special interview with ACH, star of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, former star of Ring of Honor, 
and he's got a very, very big year ahead of him. So certainly you want to go back, check that out. Plus, we answered some fan questions during our last episode as well. So go back, check it out. It was a pretty dope show that you can find wherever you check out your podcast, and hopefully you're following us in all of those cool places. Well, it's time for our weekly radio show, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Courtney, tell them what's up for this week's show. Well, welcome to episode 148 of The Facts, and right here on Bonafide Radio, we will pick things up with the NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool Recap. Also, your boy Jack Swagger, Jack Swagger, in his MMA debut, there's a new Intercontinental Champion, and it was Boy Wonder, Shane O'Mac's birthday. We're going to kick this thing off, though, because we're still undisputed. That's right, the Undisputed Era's theme song by CFO. You're listening to the Factual on Bonafide Radio. That is radio the way it's supposed to be. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to the Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla. Shock the system.
faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Undisputed, the Undisputed Era theme music CFO. GB, give us some good rest. All right. So this past weekend, a very, very big weekend. In fact, 2019 already, like we're 16 days in, and it has been a huge year already we've already had wrestle kingdom uh we've had a bunch of things go on in impact and this weekend saw nxt uk present their first takeover it was nxt uk takeover blackpool emanating live from the empress ballroom in blackpool england here's how it went down zach gibson and james drake defeated mustache mountain to become the first ever nxt uk tag team champions jordan devlin beat up real bad on his opponent travis banks eliminating him making room for a guest appearance from the uk's own finn balor finn balor who happened to train jordan devlin defeated jordan devlin in an amazing match then dave mastiff the bomber defeated eddie dennis in a no disqualification match tony storm defeats Rhea Ripley to become the new NXT UK Women's Champion. And in a scintillating main event, it's now 600-plus days for Pete Dunne, who retained his UK Championship, defeating Joe Coffey. And while he was yet celebrating, the music hit as we get the first big signing for NXT UK as the highly taunted Walter would appear to seize the spotlight and step in as a new challenger for Pete Dunne. All right, guys, let's talk about NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. What were your thoughts? Well, I got a chance to watch a lot of the highlights. I didn't watch it in real time. I called you. You were watching it in real time. Uh, but I will say this. The Internet was all a buzz over it. And here's the truth. I don't know if the internet was more a buzz about the, the takeover or they were more a buzz about the school that started over there because Triple H is killing the game right now. What I will say is this. One person showed up to take over that I've been looking for. It wasn't Finn Balor. It was definitely Walter. Walter wants to slap. I, I don't know if we can say this word on TV, but Walter's going to slap somebody's nipple off. He hits you so hard in the chest. Walter is somebody that I don't want to see in the streets. I told you Pete Dunne would win this thing. Pete Dunne is a great champion. Shout out to Tony Storm who overcame everything that the odds and their life is thrown at her to be the champion that she is. Let me tell you something. This was a good pay-per-view. Clack, did you get a chance to watch NXT UK take over Blackpool? I did not, but I... Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vintage Clack. Courtney, would you like to do the honors? Yes, because last time it was me. It was me. It was me. My Wi-Fi was acting up, and Clack destroyed me on the air. He he did. Look, Clack destroyed me on the air last time. He made mockery of me. I almost quit the show. I almost sued him for bullying, cyberbullying. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the mouth of the South, Mr. Memphis himself, has been able to not have Wi-Fi? God is 
good. We bow down and worship Bill Hurd. <laughs> are you are you done? <laughs> oh wait, wait, you you have Wi-Fi again? Are you done? Okay. Oh. At least I was I'm able to make it back. You never made it back from the abyss. Okay. And, and let's be real. At any given moment, your Wi-Fi can go out right now. Act like you're not in the back, the front seat of your driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. that hillbilly. You got that hillbilly Wi-Fi out there. Let's let's just not act like that. Listen, mine is on the up and up. What did you say about TakeOver? You said the commentary. I I never caught what he said at all. It just, yeah. So let's try it again. What, what, what did you think of NXT TakeOver, Clack? I was trying to say that I caught up with it on Instagram with the wrestling community. And I was shocked that Finn Balor was there. I thought it was so stupid to make it go back to NXT. It made no oh, sense. Oh, God. What was the point of that? You know something, Clack? You know, this This to me is not how you come off hiatus. You come oh, with both guns blazing. How do you come on talking about it's stupid for Finn Balor to go back to NXT? First of all, it wasn't him going back. To NXT. It was a homecoming of sorts because you're in the UK. Finn Balor is one of the most popular and one of the most successful UK wrestlers. Plus, you got it on the heels of opening up the NXT, or excuse me, the uh, the new performance center there in England, the first one outside of the US. Uh, it was the opportune time. And if you want to talk about some, and this is this is coming, wait a minute. This is coming from the Attitude Era pop loving, wanting the whole nostalgia thing happening. You would lose your mind if The Rock went back to WWE. Speaking of Attitude Era, where was Bliss's shirt this weekend? Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to oh, that. We'll get right. to that. We got a whole raw recap coming. But I'm I'm stuck on this. You don't understand why bringing Finn Balor back for the first NXT UK takeover as a surprise made sense. It made all the sense in the world. But I, I guess it. Uh, here's a better Listen, question. Here's a better question. You called it. You called it a homecoming. Clack called it a home going. He did not. How's that for perspective? <laughs> so, so, so let me ask this question, Clack. Have you been yeah. watching the NXT UK product at all? No. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. This is going very, say, very did, well. Did you say that? But, but I did rewatch Monday Night Raw 1997, May 26th. It was amazing. Stone Cold Steve Austin tore the house down. Oh, I've literally been rewatching all, oh all those Raws. You know, for, for the, the level of disrespect is so high. <laughs> for, 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 for those who continue to look at the faction as cutting edge and forward thinking, don't mind where Clack is right now. Just just don't mind him. He doesn't know where he is. And he doesn't even know what time it is, apparently, if he's checking out Raw from 1997. Wow. Well, uh, I will say this. NXT UK TakeOver. Uh, first of all, I have been keeping up with the product, as I tend to do. Uh, it was a huge success, as is any NXT takeover. Triple H knows what he's doing. Uh, he knows how to 
hit the pulse of the wrestling industry. He understands the formula, and he understands what's going down in the UK. So to be able to sign Walter, and for those who are unfamiliar with Walter, you got to know that Walter is one of the biggest, literally and figuratively, talents from uh, the wrestling scene in the UK. He was the uh, internet wrestling champion for Defiant most recently, and there had been a lot of questions. In fact, uh, we talked a bit about the podcast that uh, Jim Cornette did uh, with uh, Chris Jericho, and in that podcast, he talked about Walter and how how he felt Walter would be a great fit in WWE, but Walter does does not want to come to the U.S. Well, now he doesn't have to by being a part of NXT UK. Huge signing, and I think it says a whole lot about where the NXT UK brand is going. So shout out to everybody involved with the NXT UK. We've got a new tag team champions, a new uh, women's champion. Pete Dunne continues to carry the flag there. And, uh, yeah, new episodes of NXT UK are dropping today. So certainly I hope you guys are checking that out on the WWE Network. Uh, Definitely some very, very big, big things there. So speaking of some big things that are happening, Jack Swagger, former Lucha Underground champion, um, has now gone on record as going to MMA. And in, in going to MMA, he has made some interesting comments relative to CM Punk. Because TMZ has been asking him, uh, which by the way, he'll be known by his uh, birth name, uh, Jake Hager. They were asking him in terms of comparisons, would he be better than CM Punk? And he really was trying to avoid the conversation surrounding CM Punk. But he couldn't avoid it. And long story short, he's like, I'm going to be way better than CM Punk because according to him, he has the actual wrestling background uh, in terms of the amateur piece. Plus, it's something he's always wanted to do as opposed to uh, CM Punk. Let me ask this question as we await for the first match for uh, Jake Hager in MMA. Do you think he will fare better? Than CM Punk in MMA. Man, punks jump up to get beat down. Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing but a beating. Mm-hmm. Uh, CM Punk was not ready to fight. CM Punk should never wrestle or fight anybody else. Now, here's the thing that I know about Jack Swagger, the Lispy King. He can fight. He said the Lispy oh, King. Oh, going to get in that ring and he going to hurt somebody and time into a pretzel. And then Lisby Cake's going to do the interview of your life. Mm-hmm. He going to get in that ring and he going to tie them boys up. And here's what I will tell you. I know he can wrestle, but I don't know if he can strike. Mm-hmm. Jack Swagger, he's going to win a few, but he's going to lose a whole lot more. Interesting. Interesting. Any thoughts? And I'm sure as you were going back watching old episodes of Raw, you might have run across Jack Swagger while you were there. Clack. Thoughts on Swagger showing up in uh, MMA? No, I was only revisiting Hall of Famers. But, yeah, I think Jack Swagger is going to be much better than CM Punk. I mean, first of all, anybody that is that much of a quitter and can only have a career based off one-line pipe bombs, of of course you can't expect him to do that well in MMA, nor in the professional world of wrestling. But, yeah, I think Swagger's got a pretty good shot. He's a big guy. Mm, Interesting. One of the things that he told TMZ is that uh, one of the biggest things that they're going to see is the difference between 
uh, him and, of course, CM Punk, is that he's prepared. He's 100% prepared to take a fight, to go into the octagon, and to go in the middle of the cage and inflict his will on anybody. He threw out a lot of his stats. You know, the fact that he had 150 Division One college wrestling matches, and he's depending upon that uh, to really help him in the MMA. So should be very Well, he said he had a boxing career too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, how, so we, yeah, he had 150 Division One college wrestling matches, but how many boxing matches has he had? Well, and here's the he, thing: however you look at it, he seems to be a lot more prepared than CM Punk ever was. Okay, it's all fun and games. As a secular artist who wants to put out a gospel album, and it's all fun and games until that anointing tries to come on you and you don't know what to do. Oh lord! And that's what's going to happen to Jack Swagger. <laughs> He's going to get in that ring and let every man has a plan until they get punched in the face. This is not some man grabbing you around the waist and tussling with you and all that stuff and grabbing your shoulders. When you get punched in the mouth, we're going to see what you made of. It will be interesting to see. So uh, certainly we'll be keeping our eyes and ears out for uh, Jake Hager and his first MMA fight, which will be coming soon. Now, in the meantime, another coming soon is the WOW Superheroes. Now, we had the founder, David McClain, on with us a few weeks ago. Well, it is almost time for this show to premiere. It will premiere on Access TV this Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, immediately following New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, And certainly their social media has been popping. If you go to the website wowe.com, that's W-O-W-E.com, you can actually check out some episodes of uh, the Women of Wrestling. Not sure that these are the episodes that will be on Access TV, but it'll certainly give you uh, a window into the programming, the production style, etc., etc. I kind of know the answer to this for Clack, but I'll humor myself. I'll start with you, Courtney. Um, Any plans to watch WOW Superheroes on Access TV? Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out because we had our uh, friend of the show, David McLean, on the show. And, of course, when it ran by the great Jeannie Buss. But also, I believe there's a superhero who follows us on uh, the Faction Instagram. There are a couple. Uh, the, the, the world's greatest attorney is one of them. And we just saw the great Tessa Blanchard up close. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to see what they're working with. Now, I will admit this. GB, you have a lot more patience than I do, and I'm sure Clyde does. You will give them the entire season. I am looking for a flash in the pan. I need to be grabbed on the first episode. I don't have time for you to slow bake me in. So the first episode has to come out the gate hard hitting, great wrestling, great storylines, because there's too much wrestling out here that I can put my attention on. So I'm hoping that they don't squander this TV deal and they give us what we want. I'm sure they will. Clack, are you planning on watching WoW Superheroes? Yeah, I'll check it out a little bit. I mean, it's it's Laker Nation. I got to support the, the best organization in the world. So hey, hey, yeah, hey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least support it a little bit. Um, you know, as far as a ton of wrestling options, they'll get, you know, my attention because there's not a lot of options right now. So, yeah, I'll give it a shot. <sighs> Gosh, I, you know, I, 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 I would wants, love to hear. You're trying to, you're trying to piss GB off today. You know what? <laughs> you're just, he wants to piss you off so bad, I G. see that. I see that. I don't know what he's talking about, GB. Uh, I would, I would I've got abs- a plethora of matches that I can watch from 1996 <laughs> to 2002. I would absolutely love to see and hear the faces of our faction followers in terms of Man, you haven't heard from Brandon Clack, and all of a sudden he disregards what you guys want. 
You guys are the ones who want additional wrestling, which of course the business is giving you. But Clack, the forever. No, what they really want is to see more Hall of Famers, but we don't have many to choose from. Oh. What's up? What's next on the item? <laughs> you know what? I think we, we might have our first official Clack battle. He talks about the Clack attack. It might actually go down in a few minutes. This uh, forget a Clack attack. What y'all are getting ready to experience is a clap back. Uh, I, y- y'all are getting ready to clap back on each other. Jesus, this is this is really quite something. So I want to I want to mention this because this is kind of important. Uh, maybe Clack actually did this bit of homework. Um, this is on the WWE Network, so maybe he actually watched this. Uh, there's a big special that uh, premiered after NXT Takeover Blackpool. Uh, it was called the Nigel McGuinness story, Chasing the Dream. Uh, very powerful story. A look at the life and career of Nigel McGuinness, who is a current uh, color analyst for NXT UK, also for NXT and 205 Live. Uh, former Ring of Honor world champion, spent some time in Impact Wrestling, has talked quite a bit about his journey. Clack, I'll start with you. Did you happen to press play on that one or were you still in 1997 say it again gb you broke up ah yeah you know what i feel like leo rush on his ig yesterday so uh the question is did you catch nigel mcginnis's uh special on the network Oh no, no, I, I don't, I don't think I saw that. Who is Nigel McGinnis? He said, "Who is Nigel McGinnis?" He said, "Who is Nigel?" Wow! Oh man! Courtney, oh my gosh! Courtney, man, go to break. Would you? Did, 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 go, go to break because I'm telling you now, I, Black. If you keep the same energy when we get to AEW, I'm going off. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm just letting it be known. Court, you, you, you will show some flipping respect you, you know to what? AEW I, when I we just, get there. Well, you know what? I, I do want to talk about Nigel McGinnis because I think this story is really powerful. Uh, Courtney, did you get a chance to check it out yet, or or not? No, but not because of the reasons that he said. I didn't get. I have a valid reason why I haven't had a chance to check it out. I believe your reason, whatever it is. What what is it? Oh, you're gonna ask? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're gonna mention, you have a valid reason. Man, listen. First off, I've I've been watching indie products like our friend uh, Ace Austin. Yes. Jump off of a, a basketball goal, so I was really prioritizing what I need to watch mm-hmm. to yeah, make I sure that I lying. was. I can tell you're lying. You're what? Lying. I'm gonna call you out. You're lying. I can tell you're lying. Well, actually, I, he, you weren't. No, he, no. He wait was a minute. Actually, working behind the scenes for. Yeah, a I was with working. Ace yeah, Austin. I was working behind yeah. the scenes. I was working behind the scenes, on the scenes, up the scenes. <laughs> yeah. I was working you know, all the scenes. We're, we're I wasn't give... working in, but but I don't care with nobody. I wasn't working in sin. I was working behind the scenes. <gasps> all right. What? Oh, working in sin? So, what in the world? So I'll just say this for, for those who uh, are watching the network. Make sure you spend some time to watch the Nigel McGinnis story. Uh, it's only 45 minutes, but it is some of the most compelling storytelling and clack shame on you because you would actually appreciate this story of someone's passion to make it to wwe and what stood in his way and the path with which he took i I would have a conversation but nobody else has seen it so i don't want to just kind of throw it out there but i will say it's some of the most 
powerful stellar storytelling I've seen from WWE in a long time, and they do powerful storytelling. Yeah, this I was gonna say that, that's a that that's a powerful statement, GB, mm -hmm. because one of the things that WWE does not suck at is their ability to tell a story. They do it well. They do it very well, and uh, very there are very few who tell a backstory better than WWE. But all I will tell you is this: I have, well, how will I say this? Let's just say that this is an interesting story about what truth will do and how perhaps in some cases a lie can take you different places than the truth. That's all I'm going to say. I promise you, this is some of the most compelling storytelling you will ever see on the WWE Network. You absolutely need to watch it. In the words of... Who said this? I think maybe Triple H may have said this or maybe Michael Cole or maybe even Samoa Joe considers Nigel McGuinness the greatest wrestler to have never made it to WWE. Wow. Um, I'm telling you. Uh, wow. Nigel McGuinness is revered in Britain. The NXT UK folks look up to him very, very highly. Uh, wow. And I promise you, when you watch this, it's going to be a discussion point, I promise you. So let's do this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got the Raw recap. And Brandon Clack actually went on assignment kind of for the fact. Yeah, he went on assignment for the faction. Uh, we'll talk about what he did uh, behind the scenes at Monday Night Raw. Uh, we'll talk about some of the things that happened at Raw. And we are having a discussion about All Elite. It'll probably be between the two elite members of the faction, but uh, we'll see. But with that said, let's go to some music. This is kind of perfect because it defines how I'm feeling in this moment. Here's Skillet with Sick of It. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me, DDP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang! Feeling like I'm never gonna make it No one can make it 
announcement ladies and gentlemen look everyone bell and ebony's are in love no silly is in the building you can now listen to bonafide radio courtesy of our new mobile app available for the ipod ipad and iphone come on you can do find it. out the latest news check out our podcast or listen to us live listen. right now on your phone oh yeah download the app today via the itunes app store by searching for bonafide radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Courtney's middle name. Sick of it. What? Courtney, give us the raw recap. What? God. Wait, is, is the raw recap for real? Yes. You know, we're to go to- Courtney, do no, the raw recap. Going- do your I job. We're going to AEW. Do- oh God. Do- all right, let's let's just <laughs> let's just save him and talk all Why elite you wrestling. Not do your job. All elite <laughs> wrestling. So here's the uh, deal. GB, it is- can I just announce? We're taking applications. Anybody that can remember a raw recap, send your app in to Pastor B at anwabim.org. Oh, man. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Well, bad, fellas. Here's here's what we'll do. All Elite Wrestling doing some absolutely huge things. This is a company that is now all of 16 days old, and they are still very much the talk of the pro wrestling industry. Everybody has got some sort of All Elite reference going on. Uh, so some interesting behind-the-scenes types of things. Uh, apparently, Chris Jericho's decision to sign with AEW was a last-minute decision. 
but he did call his contract with AEW the best contract he's ever had. He was in negotiations with WWE and turned them down to sign with AEW. Now, there was a question that was floating around because uh, both Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes stated at the press conference that it was going to be equal pay. Uh, and so people th- seemingly thought that equal pay means everything, everybody gets paid the same. That's not equal pay. But equal pay in this scenario is obviously contracts are going to be based on level of experience, what people bring to the table, wins and losses, etc., etc. So, but But the thing is, pay will be comparable, which actually makes sense. So uh, there's that. There's still talk about uh, whether or not insurance will actually happen. They are working on all those things. But we do know of two things that are for sure. We do know that Double or Nothing, All In 2, is happening uh, Memorial Day weekend, May the 25th, in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, at the MGM Grand. Now, there's a story that's out there that's saying it was scheduled for the T-Mobile Arena, but uh, the T-Mobile Arena folks took a look at what could have been the Stanley Cup schedule and uh, looked at the fact that perhaps the Las Vegas team could end up in the playoffs, and if they were in the playoffs, a playoff game would end up being that night. So All In gets moved to MGM Grand, and MGM Grand is slightly smaller than the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, And then there is a second big show that's scheduled to happen in Jacksonville this summer. Uh, where there will be proceeds going out to uh, gun violence and gun control and that type of thing. Lots of interesting types of contracts and the like happening with All Elite. But the other big thing is that StarCast is happening. StarCast is happening, uh, of course, during All All In 2 weekend. And uh, I'm just curious. Four months away, Vegas... Could there possibly be, I don't know, a certain podcast group hanging out at StarCast or some representation? I don't know. Listen, but I don't know. You're, talking, you're talking my language now uh-huh. because I'm all excited about everything that AEW is doing. AEW is the wave of the future. They have come to save professional wrestling. And I don't care what you say or who says it. This right here is turning out to be the best thing that's ever happened to us in quite some time. AEW is here. AEW is ready. They're offering insurance to wrestlers. When is the last time that wrestlers have had United Insurance? Never. When is the last time they've had equal pay? Never. All of these things are great. You mean to tell me that they tried to get to T-Mobile, but T-Mobile said that we don't know because our guys may be, which means that T-Mobile was ready to play ball, but they're going to Floyd Money Mayweather's town. They're taking their talents to the MG. Who knows? Floyd Mayweather and Al Heyman may show up there. Pacquiao may show up. We don't know what's happening in AEW. It's pandemonium. Uh, Before Clack speaks, because he will, I've got a question. You know, one of the things that made All In significant was they really wanted to create a show uh, and keep the ticket prices relatively affordable for everybody coming. Do you think they'll be able to keep ticket prices relatively affordable while being at the MGM Grand? No, yeah, no. I didn't think so. Loft, lofty thought. Thanks yeah. for trying, but no. Yeah, which I think could end up impacting what kind of attendance they end up having, potentially. 
No, nah, it'll be sold out. Hmm. Okay. It'll be like that old WCW pay-per-view sold out. Uh, uh, well, I hope it's not like those pay-per-views because those were actually kind of horrible. I didn't like sold those out. Those are great pay-per-views. Sold out. Oh, don't lose your credibility. You were doing well. Don't lose your credibility. Sold out was a great man. Sold don't out was horrible. Any of those. Sold end- out. Oh, let's see. Here we go. Sold out is legacy making. Clack. Uh, I'm listening to enough craziness. Uh, Would you like to be a part of StarCast uh, in Vegas in May? And that's the AEW organization? It is all elite. It is all in two, double or nothing. Which, by the way, I should... No, no, no. Let me let you make your point, and then I'll drop that bomb on you. Go ahead. Because you're about to say something silly. I can sense it. Do do we know who is headlining the card? I mean, who are the wrestlers that are a part of this? So, so where have you been? Where have you been? This is this is the one with Jericho and Rhodes, right? The the Rhodes, you are so new, different boy. Is is he not Rhodes? Oh my gosh! I feel like Prince Freak. You, I'm coming for you, Courtney. I'm coming for you, Courtney. You about to send me over there? Oh my god! That's with those two in it, right? Yes, it is. The one with the grandson of a plumber. Okay, so is it are they just like are they the only two headliners? Where no, have you there's been? a no, there's a young bucks, hangman page, Koshida's probably gonna be there. Uh, uh actually I think uh, Kenny Omega. coming to NXT, but Kenny Omega's going and Kenny uh, Omega and the the formerly known as Neville, aka Pac, he's already a part. Uh I can't even believe we're educating you on this. Where have you been? We've talked about okay. this. So, so okay, so those guys are going to be there. So basically, there's like no real headliners. Is this that like pop up shop wrestling deal? Pop up you know, shop. Okay. Like, so no, no, hear me out. I'm, I'm hear me out. You know how I think it was Rhodes that would do like a come meet me here for a one day. We're we're it's doing not this. You know pop what I'm saying? Up if you've told the world four months in advance. Right, but it's not like I'm not going to get weekly programming from them, right? It's just like, no, uh, that you are eventually going to get weekly programming. They're working on a TV deal now. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it sounds pretty cool. sounds neat. Uh, I think that they've got a shot at doing what the other guys did. What they Somebody sold out, uh, I feel like a gymnasium or something like that, y'all were telling me. I think it's going to be pretty cool, though. You're like an, you're an old testament. So, so this is what I love, right? All these horrible things that he's saying about all of these. Horrible. All these all these disrespectful things that he's saying. And here's the crazy part. One of the reasons he watches the Attitude Era is because of the voice of the Attitude Era. The great Jim Ross. Hall of Famer, one of the most yes. legitimate announcers you will ever find in any sport. He's, of course, covered WWE and New Japan. Oh, yeah, he's going to be the voice of All Elite. Yeah, I just thought okay, you should Okay, GB, that. you didn't say that. Oh, now, wait, now that why do I have the to say that? Involved, for you? Oh, now that you tell see. me the Attitude Era is involved, oh, I'll give it a shot. Oh, Absolutely. God. Thank you. you. I didn't know. I appreciate you. that. Yes. This is the only time you'll ever hear me say this about Brandon Clack. You hypocrite. All right. So, uh, with this. Don't say it too loud. The bloggers say, are waiting. I know. But they don't listen to wrestling shows. so We, we think they don't. Uh, they'd find us for that one. So, with that said, I know Clack is going to have some special commentary on this, but let's first get our official recap of Monday Night Raw. 
from Courtney. Courtney, take it away. WWE Raw was live from the FedEx Forum. That's right, where Clack is from Memphis, 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 Tennessee. And things kicked off when Mr. McMahon called off Braun Strowman's Universal Title match at the Royal Rumble, and the Beast didn't like that too much. Raw kicked off with the Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks defeating Nia Jax and Tamina. What a heavyweight match that was. The Revival defeated the Lucha Lucha House Party. Mr. McMahon announced a fatal four-way match to determine who would challenge Brock Lesnar when Finn Balor, John the Old Man Cena, and a few others came down. They decided we need to talk it out. Shout out Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin and even Jinder Mahal. Nikki Cross, Bailey, and Natalya defeated the Riot Squad. And then Finn Balor defeated Jinder Mahal to keep him in the fatal four-way for Brock Lesnar. And then Bobby Lashley defeated Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins to become the new Intercontinental Champion. Shout out Howard Finkel. Alexa Bliss revealed the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match, but that's, hey, before that, she was revealed. Then after that, Finn Balor, the very first Universal Champion, defeated John Cena, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Guys, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? Well, Clack, you were there. So kind of give us the skinny on what it was like uh, actually being there and what kind of your takeaways were. This was my second Monday Night Raw going to in Memphis, Tennessee. And this one compared to the first one I went to, I mean, there had to have been at least an additional two, 3,000 people in there. Uh, the curtains that are that were hiding uh, spaces that were empty before, they were all pulled back uh, all the way to the top of the Raptors. I, you know, I don't know what it was about this particular Monday Night Raw, but Memphis came out. It was jam-packed in there. It was intense. Uh, people were heckling. I mean, it, it, was, it was really exciting. Uh, I can tell you that Bobby Lashley is the real deal. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he, he looked phenomenal in person. He looked fluid. To me, he finally looked comfortable. I had been really frustrated with Bobby since he had been back. But for right. the first time, I don't know what it translated on camera, but live, I mean, the dude was popping everywhere. He was mm-hmm. he was light on his feet. It was, it was really, really impressive. Paul Heyman, genius, live and in person. I... Thoroughly enjoy Paul Heyman, and and you know, uh, you know, Noah and I, we got a chance to sit really, really close. We were right uh, at the edge of the walkway as the wrestlers come out of the locker room, and so we were right next to Paul Heyman. Wow! As he was doing his promo, and the stuff people were yelling at him. I don't know if you all could hear it. First of all, that dude's concentration to not miss a beat. In his promo, uh, it, it that was crazy to me. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, he didn't stop to address anybody. He didn't miss a beat, nothing. So uh, it, Monday Night Raw was inc- – I'll tell you this. You all's hatred for Vince McMahon is not shared in Memphis. The moment they saw the boss, that place erupted. I'm just telling you the truth. They went insane. They also went crazy at that Alexa Bliss spot. Which let me know they missed the attitude era. So that was an awkward moment. But that was an awkward, that was such an awkward moment on TV because maybe they muted the inner house microphones. But I waited for the pop 
And there wasn't, and I just felt, oh, wait. And then Renee Young's face afterwards didn't help it any. But you're saying the inside, there was a pop? They they were going crazy. I'm not going to repeat what they were saying, but I'm talking about man, woman, boy, girl. Wow. That place erupted. And and it was was the sense, and I know y'all aren't going to agree, it felt like they were starved for something risque. No, no, I'd agree. I would agree with that. It it, it, it it feels like Vince is towing the line of trying to go back to, to the Attitude Era. But I could see why they would mute the, the crowd mics because the majority of, of their consumer base is on TV. You know, if, if there's 10,000 people, 12,000 people, however many thousand people in an arena, no telling how many millions are watching around the world. So I could see why they play it safe. And, and test the waters and not have the people going crazy over it, you know, to not upset some whoever might be watching at home. Now, let, let, let's not create any accusations, but I do want to ask this. It looks like Jinder Mahal has given up on steroids. Is that, th- did it look like that to you? Or is he still big? No. He was thin. I was really? very surprised. He did. I, I And I almost started to say, think to myself he was trying to get under a certain weight class now he he still cut i'm not gonna take that away from him but that mass just wasn't on him it definitely wasn't he was a he was monster sized last year mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's noticeable especially you know when you see him you know live and in person that close up it was noticeable to me wow how, how dangerous is tamina in the ring <laughs> it's, it, it's i mean is she what I think she is? Is she going to hurt somebody legit one day? Uh, I don't think she's going to legitimately hurt someone. I don't think she's as bad as it looks on TV. But she definitely looks like a baby deer. She's got baby deer legs. Baby deer. Wow. Baby deer. Wow. Now, Nia Jax, now listen here. I don't even know how to do say what I'm trying to say. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. No, say it. The people need to hear it. No, uh, Nia, Nia Jax is beautiful. Is, is man. Nia Jax is 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 strong. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Nia Jax is strong. <laughs> Nia is strong. <laughs> Nia is as strong as Courtney. Hey now. <laughs> now I don't I don't know what what I got to do with anything. <laughs> Here I am co-signing you and you bringing me into this foolishness. Nia Jax Nia Jax is tall. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, I, Courtney, you're gonna laugh. She is probably every bit of your size in every way. Man, can you leave me out of this? <laughs> I'm just saying. I <laughs> is big. She's like you. Wow. Yellow like crap, brother. Stop it. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, oh shoot. Wow. Man. Oh. Oh my gosh. Finn oh, Balor up close. How's he look? I hate to say it. Dude is a brick house. I mean, he, he looks like he has been sculpted out of concrete. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think he's on something. You can't be – you. there ain't no way. He got to be on something. No, no, no. He's a CrossFit guy, so that's all possible. It, it looks like that dude just eats air sandwiches. <laughs> now, 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 you, you, GB, you said he looks like that because he's a CrossFit guy. I'm a CrossFit guy. I go to the cross and have a fit every day before the Lord. I still don't look like that. Well, well. Um, now let's yeah. talk about. Let me let, let me ask about JBL Junior. 
How did John Cena look? <laughs> John Cena looks noticeably old and thin. He's got this huge gaping bald spot. Yes, in the he back does. Of his head. Yes, he does. But I will say, in the ring, he—he, he, I don't know what it looked like on TV, but dude has not lost a step. He was step for step with those guys. Mm. I was really impressed. I don't know if he's been doing cardio, but he's definitely lost weight. But he—he he did not look winded. He was not slow pace. He—he he was right there with him. Yeah. Okay. I was impressed. Last question, guys. Was that Paul Heyman Alexa Bliss interview awkward to y'all, the ending? Okay, so I'm glad somebody said something. Because I sat there going, what just happened? It was awkward. It was very yeah. awkward. It, it, very it awkward. felt like they're trying to be so in the moment that someone just said, hey, go out there and do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll say this. So... Heavy machinery coming out, first of all, didn't make any sense. Secondly, Otis Dosevich speaking gibberish made even less sense. And then, you know, in light of them being the women's tag titles and this promo between, like, and here's the thing, right? When you have your best talker, you cannot waste that moment. And I cannot believe that you had a great moment with Paul Heyman and Alexa Bliss that gets overshadowed and does not have an ending at all. It was just like, let's move to the next segment. And and they just got up and left. And I was like, wait a minute, WWE. You're better than this. Honestly, Heyman looked annoyed by yep. that guy. He did. Yep. He did. Yep. He really did. Somebody in Gorilla, he went off on them. Yeah. Because there's no there's no reason ever that those two should ever be on the same screen together, except it's Brock Lesnar completely obliterating that man. There's no reason that that man should... First of all, who gets to interrupt a Paul Heyman promo? Nobody. I agree. So Nobody. that was a, a big boo-boo in a big hour surrounding a big moment with these tag championships and this Brock Lesnar thing. So let me ask this question to you, and I want you to be honest, Clack, because I got a feeling that you'll try to swerve us on this. Okay. Okay, so Braun being moved out of the match, the title match at Royal Rumble, Finn Balor being moved in, how'd the people react? They were on a thousand. Loving Finn, correct? GB, I can't lie. Mm -hmm. The place came unglued. Yes. Like, Finn is so over. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if Finn wins or loses. It really doesn't. Yeah. They're just happy for him. Yeah. There's like a, the sense that I got was just an authentic happiness. They're just mm -hmm. happy for a guy that works hard. And honestly, that, that is small. Mm -hmm. I think right now there is an epidemic of small being uh, big or being praiseworthy. It is not an and epidemic. It is the reality that historically Vince McMahon and the WWE have not given a place in the industry to the guy who's not 6'5 and 330. So, I, I mean, if you think about it, it's what Daniel Bryan had to go through. It's what a number of, it's what Eddie Guerrero had to go through. It's what Chris Benoit had to go through. It's what a lot Chris Jericho had to go through. If you're not 6'5", 3'30", you know, you are you have a tougher road to hoe in WWE. And the reality of it is 
The people have been with Finn ever since NXT. He is still the longest reigning NXT men's champion in history. And so for him to have never gotten his fair shake on the main roster, people are for this. So uh, I know there are people who were texting me like, why is Braun out? Here's the reality. Because if, if, if WWE is really going to do what the people want, the people have wanted Finn to get his match with Brock Lesnar for a long time. And so now's the opportunity. He's finally going to get it. And I think it's a good thing. Did you all see Cena endorse him at the end? We did. Oh, yeah. We did. I, then I thought he was on his uh, like clothesline. But I did. did, too. I was looking they for that. They went insane wow. when John Cena seemingly passed the torch. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I tell you when, what. When it went to the dark match, they I mean, they just cheered and went crazy for John Cena because of that. Wow. Wow. Well, that's a good look. It's a very good look, and it's well-deserved for Finn Balor. So definitely sounds – I will say this. I feel like, by and large, it was a good night for Monday Night Raw. It was exciting. Yeah, I would agree. There. Yeah. It, it definitely translated on TV for sure. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time to move to the blue brand. We're talking SmackDown. And if Clack really likes the Attitude Era, then I'm sure there's a certain storyline that he's loving right now on SmackDown. We're going to talk about that, Shane McMahon's birthday bash, and who we think will be the first WWE women's tag team champions in this modern era. But speaking of great women, let's go to the theme song for the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. It's Bianca Belair's theme song. It's called Watch Me Shine. Hey, it's the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. Do it. 
against the wall The pressure's building but no I will never fall Instead of crying, they hear me roar And now I see that I'm way better than before I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, Gee, no, 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 James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. We are powered by Bonafide Radio. GB, give us the recap. 
All right, SmackDown Live took place live from the Legacy Arena in Birmingham, Alabama. And it kicked off with the man, Becky Lynch, having quite a bit to say about Asuka. Asuka would confront her. Then the Iconics would interrupt all of this. It would erupt, or it would emerge it two impromptu matches. First, Becky Lynch defeats Peyton Royce. Then Asuka wanted to get herself some, so she quickly beat up on Billy Kay. Then AJ Styles would come out. He'd make his way all the way through the crowd to the concourse, hand out some free merch, give out some free hot dogs, but then be beaten up by someone in the crowd. It would be the new Elder Daniel Bryan. And they had quite the battle outside, up there where all the people are. Samoa Joe was scheduled to take on Mustafa Ali, only to attack him heinously, and the match never got off. In arguably the match of the night and a quick candidate for WWE's match of the year, Andrade, now losing the Cien Almas, defeated Rey Mysterio in another great, great match. Then there was this whole bestie birthday bash for Shane McMahon, who celebrated his birthday yesterday. Courtesy of The Miz, it was interrupted by The Bar. And that turned into a singles match between The Miz and Sheamus. The Miz defeats Sheamus. Then The Miz gets attacked. Then Shane McMahon shows up, goes coast to coast. And before we know it, yeah, Sheamus is stuck in cake. And The Miz and Shane stand tall, perhaps a precursor for their Royal Rumble match for the Tag Team Championships. Guys, what would you think of SmackDown? SmackDown is money, 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 money. Holla, holla, holla if you hear me. Listen to me. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel like this Shane and Miz thing could be used a lot better. I don't like to see the boss uh, interfering in real matches like this, but that tag team is money. But we all know why we're here. We're here for Stone Cold Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch from the very beginning grabbed my attention and had me caring about what happened. She drove up like a boss, walked up to the men, drank what they drank, went out to the stage, and boss like only she could. Now, Rey Mysterio and Andrade, Cien Almas, well, now I think you just call it Andrade, as you said. Mm-hmm. What a match. Yeah. What a match. What a match. Yeah. The rest of SmackDown was great, but we all know we're here for Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Well, most of us are. I'm sure Clack's not. Stone Cold Becky Lynch. Yeah. Clack, what, what, what are your thoughts on SmackDown? Oh, maybe he has none. He's still stuck on Raw. Okay. Got it. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Auto tune. Auto tune. So here's my question, and I want to pose this to you guys. Uh, certainly for the Attitude Era lovers in the house, what are your thoughts on. <laughs> He's still trying to talk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Bless his heart. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this whole Mandy Rose, Naomi, Jimmy Uso situation? Uh, I think it's distasteful. Hmm. It's not needed. Mm-hmm. It's not needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, it, it, it's too much, man. They, like, like they don't need it. Like they have a really good thing going. Like why, why mess it up? They did the same thing with Savage and uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's always a little testy when we get into messing with people's families. Like that's always kind of testy clack did you want to are you in position to say something 
I'd like to go back to SmackDown. Are we still talking about SmackDown, the recap? Oh, yeah. We, we are. Oh, yeah. We are. Okay, I have a concern, and I'm going to make it quick. My concern is this. Tag. Yeah, I totally agree, bro. Yeah, listen, I totally agree. I totally agree. Guys, oh, let me clarify. What what Clack is man. trying to say, what his internet is messed up, is that he loves Becky Lynch. He's trying to say that Becky Lynch reminds him of the old days. And I'm, I agree with you, Clack, and I agree that with you wholeheartedly that we stay up at nighttime dreaming of the days that Becky Lynch is coming down the ring to the broken Can I crash. be heard? Can oh, I yes. be heard? Yes, you can be heard now. Am I heard clear? You're yeah, heard clear. You are, yes. Okay. I don't know Stop what you said saying before. Stop auto-tune. Stop trying to time <laughs> it for me. All right? My internet is going to sustain me for the next 60 seconds. I'm going to get this out. And then you all run with it. My concern is that Becky Lynch is called the man. Did you hear that? Yes. Can I see tell you why I'm concerned? Tell why? us why. Because this is the independent woman era. Why oh. would you tag the man when you are clearly trying to brand women on their own truths and on their own skill sets? And I know it's a euphemism and I know it's a universal term and I understand that. But what's the point? Let me, we don't want to offend women. Let me answer. Let's not call it a man. Let me answer this question for you, Clack. If you were truly watching the WWE Network uh, as much as you say you are, and you weren't stuck in the past, there is an episode of WWE Chronicle that is up currently featuring Becky Lynch, where she actually answers your question. So I will tell you what she said. This whole idea of being called the man. Is, is not uh, gender specific. It goes back to what Ric Flair would say. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. And the idea is that the man is the top dog in wherever they are. You know, we say, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man. The man being the top dog. And so for her, it is really more of a statement of empowerment. It is not trying to call herself a literal man as much as it is calling her the top GB, dog. did you miss the first 30 seconds of what I said? My internet might have went out. Okay, m maybe I did. What would you say? Okay, I clearly said that I understand the euphemism. Uh, I understand uh -huh. that it's trying to be used as a universal term. My problem is... Why, if, if Ric Flair was not speaking gender-specific, why didn't he say to be the woman, you got to beat the woman? My point is, Jesus. whether you're going to fight for your <laughs> female rights Wait. or you're not. <laughs> oh, sorry. Do you know why that's problem? Did you hear what you said? <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's just, look, let's just look at this. If Ric Flair or any other man in this industry said to be the woman you've got to beat the woman there would have been a whole campaign against them about beating women like, Courtney, Courtney do you yes. understand the principal no, point I no, make no let, 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 let me say this uh, first off we're glad that nobody is saying you gotta beat the woman okay let's God. just let's just, let's just be thankful understand but, my point though but, but GB I totally agree with him 
I totally agree. <laughs> I think that we, we, we are doing a huge disservice by not empowering the word woman. By still empowering the word man. I think it is quite opposite of what they're trying to go for. So I, I, I can agree with that. I can agree. I don't have a problem with their doing it, but I totally can understand where you're coming from and how that can be problematic in today. So let me say this. I love the female women's division. I don't think they need to be called divas. But don't cry and be upset about being called a diva when you won't embrace the totality of what you're trying to represent. Ric Flair was the man. Fine. Why can't you be the woman? And maybe you don't have to beat the woman, but why can't you just be the woman? It's an interesting point. Um, I, 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 I agree. She, she should be called the woe man. The woe man? No, because then it's got too much man in it. You want your independence. Fine. I'm for it. I believe in it. I want you to have it. Own it. I, I, I agree. But, but here's the question, though, right? What gets now? Now, and, and, and but I think it has done what it's supposed to do. And here's why. Because if she had said to be the woman, you got to beat the woman. I'm the woman. We would not be having this conversation. We're having the conversation because she took the term the man and decided to make it her own. And so I think the whole idea is let's get the conversation going. It's the same. Well, let me not do that. But GB is not her own. But it You're is. You're still in Austin shadow. No, You're she's still in no, flares. No, no, no. You keep. We're calling no. her Becky three sixteen. That's a shadow. Well, if we, if we're gonna be honest, then Stone Cold was a shadow of John. Because the truth of it is, we were doing John three sixteen before we ever did Austin three sixteen. Amen. So I'll take that. I'm just. I'm a shadow of John. <laughs> that verse applies to me. <laughs> so, sure. Why not? So all I'm saying is, I think here's the thing. Like when we I were, just, in, I'm just thankful nobody said beat the women. That's all. I yeah, to that that was. I was God. just making a point. Oh I wasn't gosh. literally saying that should be said. Oh in 2019, gosh. I need to clarify it. I did not say that. Neither did I. I didn't so, say it either. <laughs> Who did? I don't know. It wasn't me. <laughs> so I don't condone beating any anybody, including animals and dogs. I just. Uh, <laughs> So, so let me throw this, this question. This is clearly not the attitude era. This no, and and actually, you should be glad it's not the attitude era because the attitude era was more about sensationalism than it was great wrestling. Well, that's, that's what happened on, on Hall Monday. Of Famers. We have no Hall of Famers in this. Well, first group of all, of first of all, let's just be very clear. You're not. You didn't. You didn't know that two years all in GB. Triple H was going to be a Hall all of Famer. GB. You oh, didn't. Yes, we no, did. you didn't. No, GB. you didn't. Let, you let me explain you to you why. Let me explain GB. to you why. Two years into Triple H's career, he was still a terror yet rising. All right? And then when he made his way over to WWE, he was the blue blood. And we're two years in. G- GB, he had not you're, done you're, you're anything. changing the conversation like not. you always do. Now, I'm yes, not. you do. Well, here's my I'm point. I'm talking about the attitude era. His blue blood years was not the attitude era. Oh, I'm con- talking about con- the attitude Mon era Frere. produced Hall of Famer. Con- That's all I said. Mon Frere. Let me just say this, right? I don't think any of us realized all of the greatness that we had in the moments that we GP, had. You knew. You knew. Not not you two years you in. Were I didn't at know. Something special. Not two years in. No, I didn't. And I'll tell you this: because I was a Teen slash in my early, in my college days and that whole deal. At the time, we didn't know all the cycles of wrestling. 
We just knew wrestling got cool again, right? And it was everywhere. But our mindset wasn't even thinking Hall of Fame because at that point, the WWE Hall of Fame in the Attitude Era was all of two years old and it hadn't done anything of great significance. We had no frame of reference for a Hall of Fame because it wasn't happening then. So for us, we're just like, wow, these guys are cool. But we never thought, Okay, we're looking at Hall of Famers. The Hall of Fame didn't really become a thing thing till after the Attitude Era. We're talking 2005, 2006, when they actually started doing ceremonies that were open to the public. Okay, can I give some perspective? At least from me, and I'm just being honest, Mm -hmm. for Brandon Clack, the reason why I thought Hall of Famers is because I was so steep into basketball. All my dad would talk about was Hall of Fame players. Mm Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm looking at the criteria of greatness from basketball and I'm translating it over. I'm just talking about for me. Sure. And when I'm looking at these guys, I'm thinking to myself, man, you could be a Hall of Famer. Now, I know they don't have a Hall of Fame yet, but in my mind, I'm saying, oh, yeah, that's greatness. That's well, Hall of Fame and, right there. And, and putting that in context, you know, they do that even now in the NBA where they're looking at guys in their second year and they're talking True. about future Hall of Famers. So that's a that's an NBA culture. I will give you that. I will give you that. Uh, I didn't follow the NBA that kind of strong. You know, so I, I didn't look at these guys thinking they could be Hall of Famers. Even when I followed football, I wasn't looking at it from that perspective. So, uh, no, I didn't have Hall of Fame criteria in mind then. Now, it's a completely different story. So, um, and with that said, I do think we have Hall of Famers in our midst. I just don't think you're willing to acknowledge them, but we absolutely have them in our midst. If you can see Hall of Famers currently in the NBA, I'm telling you, we got some in WWE right now. We've got some in New Japan right now. We've got some in Ring of Honor right now. So I think it's a, it's it's easy, and maybe one of these days we'll have that conversation about who's a Hall of Famer uh, in the making, because absolutely we've got some. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to need to have that convo. Yeah, we will. All, all I'm saying is I just hope we don't lower the standard for who's great today. Well, we did that the moment we let Big Boss Man in. Hello. Thank you, sir. That's the moment I'm, Coco beware of Big Boss Man got into the Hall of Fame thing, we lowered it, fam. It was way low. The moment Hillbilly Jim got in, going in, listen, Pistol Pete, Pez Watley could be in. Barry Horowitz could be in based on some of hey, these man, standards. I, I like Pistol Pez Watley. I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. So let me – I meant to ask this question because we've, we've kind of gotten off, but it's okay. The WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. Now, I will not say it's the first because we know it's not the first. But it's certainly the first of the modern era uh, for these tag team championships. We do know we've seen the new belts. We do know that this match will take place uh, at the Elimination Chamber in February in Houston, I believe. And uh, we do know that it will consist of three teams from Raw and three teams from SmackDown. So we can seemingly ascertain that the uh, women's tag titles will be defended both on Raw and SmackDown by the same team, much like the unified tag titles used to be. So two questions. Number one, what are your thoughts on the design of the belts? And number two, who do you think is going to be the team that walks into uh, or as the walks into the as a favorite and walks out as champs? Uh, I think the design is terrible. I did not like the design at all. I thought the design did not show a forward-thinking design. It looked more like it should have been. I think the UK belts are probably the best belts that I've seen 
Uh, the NXT belts are probably second when it comes to WWE, and uh, I, I I thought it should look very similar to the uh, to, to to the men's tag belts, but just maybe with pink straps or white straps. I didn't like the design at all. I don't see uh, I, you know, I'm trying to figure it out right now because the last great WWF women's tag champions were Lilani Kai and Judy Martin. You're talking about some greats right there. But I think to to kick it all off, they need to put the straps on uh. Tamina and Nia Jax to bring some validity to it. Clack, hmm. your thoughts? I mean, you got to see the belts live up and close and personal. So what do you think of the design of the belts? I like them. I really do. I think it's much better than the than the pink one. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I actually really like it. And, you know, it's, it's going to sound weird, but I, I agree with Courtney. I think that they need to put the strap on the New Age Natural Disasters. Did you call them? Oh, the, oh that's so God. dope. True. Yo, that, oh you know what? God. If they don't steal that idea from you, they're done. I'm telling you. Earthquake and typhoons. You just yep. called. First, you said beat the women. Now you're calling these women earthquake and typhoon. I, I, hey, G, I agree with that, too. That's a legendary tag. I agree with tag. that, too. Man. It's a legendary Oh, my Lord. You, you the called natural them disasters. Oh, God. So... I will say that I actually love the tag team belts. I love them. Um, let me tell you, and this is why I'm surprised by you, Courtney, because I remember when the Universal title was released and you felt it was horrible because it did not have any originality. But now you're saying that the women's tag titles should look like the men's tag titles. I suppose to think that you're keeping in consistency with what they're doing for the other belts. I'm thankful that these women's, because personally, I don't like the men's tag belts. I think the men's tag belts look like toys. So the fact that... They look like they look like the green belt that uh that, that Hogan took off a of sheet. No, no, no. This belt, this design looks horrible. The, the copper, the I mean, I've seen toy belts look better than that. So I'm glad that these tag belts, who some have even said look uh, reminiscent of what's happening in New Japan, uh, I, I like the design of them. I think they cool. should have gave the women tag purses instead of belts. Shame on think you! Think about that. Oh, if they'd you know given what? the women tag purses, are you trying to get us kicked off? What are you no, doing? No, I'm serious. Oh my God. They come down holding these purses that are tag. That's items. one of the most sexist things I've ever heard. You gotta be no, kidding me. No, one of the me. most sexist things you've ever heard is for Becky Lynch to say she's the man. Oh my God. That's one God. of the most sexist things you've heard. That's what pretty sexist. Oh my God. So and you got mad at me for the women wearing? Oh my God. It's her saying it. Oh I, how, how come I can't feel like it's sexist? And I, that's not fair. Oh my God! That's so we're oh not again. So we're not going with women tag purses. So, I think the tag belts look amazing. And um, now I actually agree with you. I actually think Naya and Tamina. No, that I think oh. Naya and Tamina would make great inaugural tag champs. I think we want to see the chase. We want to see teams like. You know, uh, uh, Bailey and uh, Sasha go after those belts. We want to see, you know, what other, uh, whatever other teams they put together. Um, I would imagine the Iconics would be a team. I would imagine uh, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville would be a team. Uh, I'm not sure who the other teams would be, but I would like to think that, uh, you know, there's some pretty cool teams out there. But Naya and Tamina. Uh, I definitely think would make great inaugural tag champs going into WrestleMania. So I think that'd be very, very interesting. So, all right. Well, 
I think that's enough for today's show. We have done plenty of damage. Uh, holy cow. So I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking, certainly in the chat room and those who are listening by way of podcast. So make sure you are hitting us up on the gram and on Twitter. And uh, we've got a surprise coming hopefully by the end of the week, which we'll let you know on all those platforms. But here's how we you can reach out to us by way of social media. Clack. Brandon J. Clack on all the social media platforms. Hit me up. All right, and uh, I think we lost Courtney, but you can certainly reach him at C Major Beard on <laughs> Instagram and on Twitter, and uh, he's Courtney Beard on Facebook. You can find me uh, at Bonnerfied on all aforementioned platforms, and of course, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at the Faction Show. Our Instagram stories have been crazy as of late. We have had coverage uh, in these last few days from um, Impact from NXT, from Ring of Honor, and from WWE Raw. You never know where the faction will show up, but where we are, there will be great stories to follow. So make sure you're staying connected. And, of course, make sure you go back and check out previous episodes, uh, including our recent interview with ACH. We've got some more super cool interviews coming uh, in the next few episodes, so be on the lookout for that. Until then, and until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are the faction.